0: This is Bobby. And this is Jennifer. And we're from Cleveland, Ohio. And you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
1: We'll do it live. Okay. Well, do it live! I can, I'll can. write it and we'll do it live! So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure you say whatever? We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Oh. Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea.
2: Welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. Hello! This is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Currently originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. It is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. And of course, no weekend coming up sooner than the actual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions that will be taking place in Cleveland, Ohio, this coming weekend. Of course, the likes of Bon Jovi being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And if you are a Hall of Fame rock and roll fan of Bon Jovi, you know that John Bon Jovi has pulled off a coup. And gotten the one and only, my favorite talk show host ever on the face of the earth, Howard Stern, to come to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame City. The barbecue capital of the North Coast to induct Bon Jovi into the Hall of Fame. So very excited to see how that ends up going and getting a lot of lead up to the trip coming up this weekend. And of course, barring any vacations that Howard and the staff plan to take, we'll get a full rundown next Monday. And that could go on for days because he has been very, very, very under protest about kind of being tricked into doing this induction, which he thought was going to be in New York City. But indeed, John knew well, well in advance that it was actually going to be here in Cleveland, Ohio. And his knowledge of the show, he knew that Howard, not a very big fan of traveling, not even outside of his own apartment, let alone going to Cleveland. However, the weather promises to be spectacular, especially as compared here to the last handful of weeks, and of course, the winter all by itself. So, not to get off on too much of a tangent right off the bat, looking forward to this coming weekend. Who knows what kind of live audio I, admit, uh, I might get as I venture down to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. By the way, fun fact, have I ever been to the Bar... I'm sorry. Have I ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Never. Never
0: once.
2: Can't do it. I've heard so much eh, about it. If I live here, then why would I do it? If people tell you tastes like crap, here, have a bite. Why would you take a bite? I listen to a lot of people. The majority say for what you have to pay to get in, it's not really worth it. So I've been a little on a protest of my own for going down there, even though it's 10 minutes literally from my house. Maybe this will be the summer that I decide to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We'll see. Anyway, I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. We have a lot to get to this evening. If you want to get in touch with the show, here's how you do it.
0: You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to greg at bbqcentralshow.com. Or on the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show.
2: Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And I have to tell you, I have had nothing but continuous issues and trials and errors and problems with the website here, which has to be going on. I mean, how long have I been talking about it? A month? Almost a month, at least a solid three weeks. And literally, it came out of nowhere. Everything was fine for the last 10 years. And then all of a sudden, a switch flips. The website can't handle the traffic. Bot attacks, brute force situations. Not to mention the fact that I also went out and funded a t-shirt sales campaign. And the day that I put it up, of course, wouldn't it seem to fit in the timeline that everything goes wrong that following day as I run Facebook ads and all this other stuff doesn't work. Internet 500 connections going on all over the place. Then finally I've think, I think I've gotten to the end of the problem here where I've transferred the domain name from Yahoo, and Yahoo isn't really the owner. It's some company called Two Cows, which somehow should be barbecue-related. But they're completely hands-off and no tech support, no help, refer you back to Yahoo. They end up being the worst. So today was the day that I had to decide... If I did or did not really want to transfer a domain from two cows to host Gator, and I did not say no, I did not cancel that request. So hopefully in the next couple of days or so, we will be pointed to the dedicated server. You can get on, you can buy my t-shirts, extra large, double extra large, triple extra large, quad extra large, reasonably priced, couple bucks for me. You can support the show. But I'm not going to do any more promotion until I know the DNS is pointed in the right direction. But we are really coming close to having that finally resolved, which is probably close to a month at this point. So, anyway, that's the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. There should not be any issues going forward once that DNS resolves to the new IP and the dedicated server, and away we go. Coming up in the first hour. Your second Tuesday of the month regular guest He is the creator of the most heavily trafficked Barbecue and grilling website He is a man that makes videos with Whoa, hold on I better back this up just for one second He is a man that makes cooking videos With co-hosts that are really hot Meathead Goldwyn Amazingribs.com Sorry, just Meathead, not Meathead Goldwyn Just Meathead one day I'm going to learn, but it's been a lot of years, over a decade that I've said that. He'll be in his normal two-segment spots. We have some Facebook questions. If you want to jump in on YouTube chat, more than happy to take your questions live with Meathead. If you want to go nuts and actually call in a question, we do have that technology as well, 216 220 I will put you up. Meathead will answer your call live on the show right here. That will take the balance of the first hour. Then we'll move to the second hour, and we will be joined by a longtime sponsor of this show. He is a competitive competition barbecue cook, one of the most consistent competition cooks over the last probably decade, if you go back and look at it now. To his credit already in 2018, a couple GCs, an RGC, three 700 pins, I think three perfect scores as well. Dave Bosca Butcher Barbecue, will be joining me. And we will be talking about the quick start to 2018's competition season. We'll be talking about any trends that he is seeing in the competition world here that either laying out right off the bat in 2018 or things that he might think will take place over the course of this calendar year. And we'll get into some other items as well, some of his products. I have a hidden agenda. He's well-versed in this hidden agenda, but I do have a hidden agenda as it relates to grilling oil. I'm going to ask him about specifically, so stay tuned for that in the second hour. As time permits, we'll do some giveaways and all that good stuff as well. 216- 966 The number to call, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com to send you in your questions. For either Meathead or Dave. Both are amenable and happy to answer your questions. All right, if you're getting this on the podcast, uh, go ahead and do me a favor. Stop what you're doing right now. Go on over and rate and review this show. This helps bump visibility in your particular platform, whether it's through iOS, whether it's through Android, doesn't matter, or Stitcher, or whatever the latest brand of podcast coolness is on how you get your shows. I would specifically appreciate that. So take two minutes, positively, negatively rate and review. One star, two star, three star, four star, five star, you name it. I'm happy to get it. And again, this helps bump visibility from your particular podcast platform. And I thank you in advance for your help. Also in these podcasts, if you're getting them, if that's how you listen to this show, make sure you listen all the way through. I've been running contests to give away free shirts, those freshly minted free shirts, not the ones that are for sale on Amazon. By the way, if you find my link tree, you can go ahead and link on over to all the great merch that is kind of uh, developing. I'm not going to over-merch it. I'm not one of those guys, but just some stuff where if you like the show, it gives you the opportunity to represent the show as you walk around your particular city, township, or village. And there you go. We're off and running. Meathead Goldwyn coming up out of the break. And Dave Boska in the second hour. Let me talk to you quickly about Traeger Grills. You know, behind every great meal is a great grill or cooker, but not just any cooker, a Traeger cooker. And the Timberline is Traeger's most advanced cooker yet. It allows you to grill, smoke, bake, roast, braise, and barbecue like a pro, no matter what your level of experience is, thanks to the incredible wood-fire taste. Seriously, you don't know flavor till you're cooking with it. Traeger grills use all-natural hardwood pellets as fuel, so you're literally cooking with flavor. From low and slow smoked ribs to a seared steak and even a baked apple pie, Traeger's can handle it all, and the Traeger Timberline makes it even easier thanks to the wire fire capability. You can check on your cooks, kick up the temperature, and set custom cook cycles anytime, anywhere, all right from your phone through the Traeger app. In fact, I need to go check my brisket right now. Find one at your local Traeger dealer or check them out online at traegergrills.com. That's traegergrills.com. Want to beef up your barbecue game? Sure, who doesn't? Traeger Shop Class is going coast to coast, bringing barbecue knowledge and amazing wood-fired food everywhere they go, taught by professional pitmasters. You'll take home all the skills you need to reach barbecue glory on your street or cul-de-sac neighborhood. Find a shop class near you and sign up today, traegergrills.com. Slash shop class. That's traegergrills.com slash shop class. And aside from that Timberline model of cooker, if you're just somebody that's looking to get into the pellet cooking industry or you've thought about it, you don't want to lay out for the high level, which I can certainly understand, you might want to check out their pro series of cookers as well. A lot of those can be found at the Ace Hardware stores. There's an ace right down the street from me, fully loaded with the Pro Series line of cookers. So TraegerGrills.com to find a dealer, TraegerGrills.com to find out all the information. And if you want to take one of those shop classes, the likes of a Chad Ward, a Diva Q, Doug Scheiding, host of other popular barbecue folks giving those Traeger Shop classes. That's TraegerGrills.com slash shop class. Meathead, Goldwyn. No, just Meathead coming up out of the break. Stick around. Be right back.
0: Christine live from the Barbecue Central Show studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe.
2: Hey, this portion of the show is brought to you by Butcher Barbecue. Makers of award-winning injections, marinades, rubs, seasonings, barbecue sauces, grilling oils. Need I say more? All the butcher barbecue products tested on the competition circuit and doing quite well, I might add. We'll talk to Dave about that in the second hour. As well as in backyards like mine worldwide. Be the pitmaster of your neighborhood and visit butcherbbq.com to stock up now. Always trust your butcher. The second Tuesday of the month brings a visit from the guy that created the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website ever on the face of the earth. I know him simply as Meathead. Hi, Meathead. Hey, hey,
1: hey, Greg. Hey. Hi, Centralites. What's the news? The news is I can't get my uh, camera working.
2: Yeah, we got your camera. Well, I mean, I see you. You're you're to your yeah. right. There you are, right there.
1: My other camera. Oh. My good camera is not cooperating right now. I don't I don't know why. Sounds
2: like you're feeding back into me too for
1: some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got
2: a you got an extra haven't, window open somewhere?
1: No, I haven't got hold on, stand by. I know exactly what the cause of that is. That's uh <laughs> yeah, that's a Facebook window. Yes, kill that. I mean there first, it goes. Meet head. first time on the show, Meathead. Yeah
2: head?
1: <laughs> <laughs> New New to computers, new to cameras, hey. uh technology. I don't know what the hell I'm doing.
2: That's all right. Uh, Meathead joining me here on the show from AmazingRibs.com. So you're a fan of my new logo, I understand.
1: Yeah, I like that look. That's a a nice design. Who did that for you?
2: Fresh, crisp, simple, easy to read, all that stuff, right?
1: Yeah, who did
2: it? Uh, Some guy named Kevin Nielsen. He's Doug Scheiding's buddy down in Texas, and his business is uh, logos, and then he can obviously put those logos on uh, shirts. This uh, This is actually Doug's shirt that I'm wearing, but... I have the similar material, it's that tri-blend, so a little bit more expensive per shirt, but I think you get a lot more value and probably wearability in the lifespan of the shirt as well.
1: Doug, Doug's a trader boy,
2: too. He knows his stuff. That's right, no doubt. So, yeah. Meathead, from time to time, we talk about definitions, or we like to bring up hot-button terms of the industry oh, yes. and... We love to banter back and forth. Sometimes we're, sometimes we're in agreeance. I like it better when we're on count, point-counterpoint angles just because it uh-huh. makes for a little bit better radio. Last time you were on the show, I believe we talked about that term pitmaster that everybody seems to be throwing around right. here that pretty be, uh, ambivalently. That's right. We have also conversed about the term barbecue a mm-hmm. number of times on the show, especially way back when you used to come on. You have mm-hmm. some new information as to yeah. how this website, an up-and-coming website called Google, defines yeah. the term barbecue. What can you tell me on how Google defines it?
1: Well, Google is God. Um, if Google says something is so, it must be so. Must it? Um, Google, uh, we've been we've been having an interesting phenomenon. Let me move my microphone
2: a little closer. We, as in amazing ribs.
1: AmazingRibs.com, yeah. Okay. Um, we moved from one hosting system to another. All new database program around the website, capable of more traffic and stuff. And uh, we knew that in the process, because we changed URLs, all the articles, the URL changed, we would lose some traffic. That's just, you know getting Google caught up and up to speed. And we took a terrible hit. We took a real nosedive in January or February. And we just, it was greater than we thought. We lost a lot of traffic, Hmm. month too, and uh, could not figure it out. What, this is more than what we expected. What's going on? And so we start investigating and I, we have a, an SEO consultant who works Uh for us, this is a, SEO is internet language for search engine optimization. Yes. Basically they teach you all the tricks that make Google like you and Google loves us or always has loved us. And that's one of the reasons the site is so popular. They consider it an authoritative source. Um, and so if you, for example, Googled, barbecue ribs it almost always took you to our website that we were one of the top three number one two or three yep. sometimes we slipped as low as five it moves you know but we're always in the top five and that means you get a lot of traffic you slip below five and you don't get a lot of traffic well we were down around seven eight nine ten oh. and below couldn't figure it out until we learned Google has altered its algorithms. It's new system, um, and it's a clever move. Google is in the business of helping people find what they want. Yeah. And Google decided that they would measure how long you spend on a website. And they would use that in factoring how you rank. So if you search for barbecue ribs, for example and you come to our website and you like what you find and you spend time reading articles and print the recipe and um, Google's gonna move you up the list. Well, we were already pretty high on the list. Um, But if you come to our website in January, in a blizzard from Boston and you click on our website and look at it and say, I'm not going out there. (laughs) My smoker's under two feet of snow. Yeah. And then you go over to crockpot.com and you get a recipe for crockpot ribs, barbecue ribs is what it was called. And you spend some time there. Google moves you up the ladder. And so we have discovered that this winter we're taking a beating in Google because Indoor recipes, particularly because of the blizzards along the eastern seaboard, which is where, what, 25 percent of the population lives, um, that um, people were Googling barbecue ribs. And to the American public, barbecue comes in a bottle and it's red and sweet and sticky and has nothing to do with fire and smoke.
2: It's a sauce, not a cooking method is what you're saying.
1: It's a flavor profile. Oh, dear! And 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 so they search for barbecue ribs. They get crockpot.com. They love it, and they see our site and they click away. And hmm. so it's a it's a brave new world. We're gonna face in the future um, serious problems with traffic in the winter, but Google hath spoken.
2: is, is there and any the way? Is there any way to work around it? Can you have now, your I mean, adept a lot SEO? Of
1: tricks you can do to make sure Google likes you and little stuff, you know, writing your headlines and writing your meta descriptions and all that kind of stuff. But basically what it comes down to is what are people looking for? What time, of, how much time are they spending on a website? And that says to Google, this is what they want. And so we're going to give the public what it wants. And the public, whether we like it or not, Things Barbecue means red sticky sauce, and it can come from a crock pot or an oven or anything you want. It has nothing to do with grills and smokers.
2: So, would it be blasphemous for me to throw out there that amazingribs.com also start curating a crock pot section and an You're oven God section? Right. And, really?
1: <laughs> well, we have had a. <laughs> crockpot ribs recipe on the website for a long time. And a few years ago, we went up to Seattle where the Chef Step guys are, um, and they're big into sous vide. And we did indoor ribs where we tried to simulate outdoor flavor, where we um, uh, did a whole bunch of, you know, we smoked all our spices. I remember that. I saw that. And we got that recipe. But absolutely, um, the hot new gadget that, has, that I think is hotter than the sous vide device now oh. is the Instapot. Are, are you familiar with the Instapot?
2: I think we did talk about Instapot either going into Christmas or the holiday gift-giving suggestions that we did. But I, I'm still not overly familiar with it.
1: I, I, got, I got mine today. It's in the next room. Uh, I can bring it in and show it to you on break. It's it's basically um, this is the six quart model. It's a tub, yeah, and it's digital, and it's a like a a, a, a crock pot. Um, it can do crock pot. It's also a pressure cooker, oh. so you can get all the tenderness and uh, um, speed from a pressure cooker. Um, pressure cookers are really good at stews and stuff like that and really good at the same sorts of meats that barbecue is they're really good at breaking down connective tissues Um, and uh, they say you can even make yogurt in it Um, it's you know like uh, a one trick pony that does all kinds of stuff so I got mine in today and uh, you're damn right we're going to have crock pot pulled pork and barbecue chicken and we're going to be ready next winter to give people what they want. I mean, we're not going to call it barbecue, I hope. Um, we'll try to find our way around that. Or if they're there, we'll try to teach people that, you know, I mean, in you and I have gone round and round about the definition of barbecue. And in my mind, if there's smoke, if there's fire, it's barbecue. I don't care what temperature you're cooking at. Uh-huh. I don't care what kind of device you're cooking on um, and uh, uh, but the, uh, to me, it's just gotta have smoke and or fire. so this would and-
2: classify as non-barbecue. There's no smoke and there's no fire Faux foq yeah, foq that's what You've people are gonna word. be saying right a great word, yeah,
1: Foq, and uh, that we will uh. We'll have that there for people who. I mean, hey, look. I remember when I was in college in the dorm, I was craving barbecue, and I would have settled for crockpot. And uh, so we'll, you know, we'll, we we're not going to stray too far into indoor cooking. That's just not our métier. That's not what we do. Um, that's not our identity. But um, in any case, the point here is we have had this argument, this debate, going back to when we first met, is what is the definition of barbecue? And I think Google hath spoken. Barbecue is a flavor profile in Google's mind. And uh, all I can do is pray that as the weather warms up and people uh, go searching for barbecue ribs and barbecue brisket and all the other good stuff that we have on our website, they will click on our site, stay longer, we'll move back up the ladder, and uh, traffic will get back up to where it belongs during the summer. But I I have just found that this new search algorithm from Google probably is giving the consumer more of what they want, Mm. but is it giving them barbecue?
2: Meathead joining me here on the show from AmazingRibs.com. That kind of dovetails nicely into... One of the main topics that we're going to be talking about this evening. At some point, the winter will release us from its grasp, which it seems to be holding on to the very bitter end. It was snowing yesterday here in Cleveland. It really yeah, didn't get any wind. warmer than 40 degrees today. Now, the weekend promises to be in those 60s to middle 60s as we get ready for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies. But, I mean, geez, this one has just lingered and lingered
1: the spring will come, correct? How can you have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies without halter tops? I, I, I don't even know
2: how you can have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies anywhere but Cleveland. And they have them in New York City every... Yeah, oh, they do? What, so I think it's every other year they come back to Cleveland and do them. In the, and they don't even do it yeah, at the Rock Hall or maybe they just started, but they've been using the bigger... Uh, theaters and the theater district of Cleveland, which, Uh by the way, the theater district in Cleveland is second in size only to the ones in New York City, by the way. Get out! I'm very serious, and uh, I also educated John Marcus, our friend, to that very fact, who's trotting around a play that he's been doing a lot of success with here over the last couple years, The Fabulous Lipitones.
1: John has a wonderful play that he's told me about. um, The uh, Fabulous uh, Lipitones. The Lipitones. yeah, love the. I mean, he's told me the story. Uh, I'd love to. I, I'm, a, I'm a theater goer. Wife and I subscribe to several theaters. We go a lot. I'd love to see that on stage. Yeah, he's such a talent. That man,
2: no doubt. I've tried to get him to bring it to Cleveland, but uh, that has not seemed to come to pass at this moment. But... I've
1: offered to help him grease the path here in Chicago mm-hmm. too, because right? we'll, we go to a lot of theater. Yeah, all right, but uh, we'll we'll maintain yeah, so, that. So I just what about? Think it's fascinating that Google. As omnipotent as it is, has redefined the word yes. barbecue. And if I was really upset because they hurt my wallet, yeah. I'd take a gun and, oh, never mind. What What are you talking about? Whoa. Well, you know, somebody got very upset at Google recently yeah, and went yeah. down to their campus with a gun.
2: Yeah, that was uh, YouTube, I think, actually. Yeah, but
1: well, YouTube is a Google It's property. all the
2: same stuff, no doubt about it. Um, all right, so I was uh, trying to make a long, convoluted segue from uh, winter into spring. And, of course, spring yeah, would yeah. signify whatever a grilling season is, I guess, to the same people that think barbecue was a flavor profile and not a cooking method. So... One of the things that we want to make sure that we're doing properly as we're gearing up for barbecue and grilling season is to make sure that our apparatus is in proper working condition.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I grill all year round. I know you do. I bet half your listeners do at least, but you know, when there's a foot of snow out there, sometimes we just give up and, you know, um, and, and, uh, uh, what happens is the, the grill does need a little fine-tuning in springtime and the smoker. Um, it, it really is – a lot of people – let's start with the biggest misconception, the mythology here. A lot of people think that you really need a layer of grease on the inside of your cooker for it to taste good. And uh, that's just not so. Um, grease f- – smoke from – grease. It, you know, if you start up your grill and it's just bellowing smoke, you know, like a gas grill, it can really bellow. That's grease that's burning. And grease mm. flavor is not as good as wood flavor. Right. Uh, just because it's smoke, it doesn't mean it tastes good. And there's some merit to the concept of having a carbon layer on the inside of your pit. Um, it dulls the surface. It can help keep the heat moderated. Um, but you don't want to have a thick layer of grease on the inside of your machine. So if you bundled it up and put it under the cover and haven't touched it for a while and you're getting ready to start cooking this spring, get the hose with a pressure nozzle on it or if you have a pressure washer um, and and just clean that thing out. You're not going to hurt its performance by washing out all that grease. Just get get it clean and shiny and ready for the season. Get all that grease out of there. And I'll tell you, if you talk to some of the top competition cooks, mm-hmm. you, you have Butcher coming on next. Ask him. This guy's won half the competitions in the world. Um, a lot of these guys clean up after every cook. And they clean with pressure wash, with yeah. steam. They get it clean. Um, the same thing with a restaurant. I mean, restaurants want their cooking apparatus clean. So get that grease and slime out of there. Now, think ahead. Um, Where's all that grease going to go? Right. Uh, If it's going to land on your grass, your dogs and cats and deer, deer, raccoons, coyotes, your dog's going to come in with a black stripe down her back, you know? Right. Uh, So you want to find a place to do that. Um, a, you know, in, in a gutter or someplace where it'll go down into the sewers um, or put a tarp under it. So some way, you got to get rid of that grease. I mean, you can put a bucket. A lot of pits have a drain pipe or something. Right, right. Try to catch that grease. Um, uh, you know, I mean, you can you can buff and shine the exterior if you want, especially if you've got a fancy stainless steel. I don't worry about that. I don't even cover most of my grills. They, you know, if most of my grills and smokers are well built, they don't need to be covered. I've got one where water gets into the drip pan, the yep. grease pan, and overflows, and the grease gets out. So I try to cover that, but that's just crappy design. What about from uh, a?
2: If a lot of people have gas grills. Here, especially yeah. the new folks that are listening, they probably have at least one gas grill around. Yeah, you I always hear about uh, spiders getting into venturis, and uh-huh. do you need to pull the burners out and do any type of oxygen gas adjustment?
1: I used to think that was one of those barbecue myths, you know, yeah. the spider in the venturi yeah. that they like to get in the little holes, and they buy, and I actually happened to me. Um, oh. The the venturi where your knobs are, they're on a panel just behind the knob is a a system of airflow controls. It's very simple usually, but basically it controls the air which mixes with the gas. And you have to have, it's like the carburetor, you gotta have the right gas and air mix. And if you do, the flame burns mostly blue. If it's too much oxygen, it burns mostly yellow. Yellow flame, um, either on charcoal or gas, indicates impurities coming off in the combustion. Charcoal grills put up a lot of yellow flame. Um, and uh, that that's why when you get a charcoal grill burning down really um, hot, yep. it doesn't have a lot of flame, and it doesn't make a lot of smoke. There's not a lot of impurities. But gas grills, you want to get a kind of a blue flame. and you now on Weber's they they have a, a, a an adjustment screw and it's pretty tight and it's hard to adjust. They don't want you monkeying with it. They think they've got the air and gas mixed down right. You probably don't need to monkey with it, but it might, you know, and with age, things change, dirt might build up in there. But in that tube and in that opening, spiders can take up resonance. In fact, I've heard of wasps and bees. I've never had it happen to me, mm. but I've seen pictures. People have sent me pictures of wasps down in those tubes because you know how they find their way into little cracks and yeah, for crevices. Sure. So you want to look down in those tubes and I've heard of guys, they don't they come off sometimes pretty easy. I've heard of guys taking them out and just putting a hose in it and blowing them out. Hmm. So you, you want to get those clean out as much as you can.
2: Meathead from AmazingRibs.com joining me here on the show. Meathead will come back and answer some Facebook questions here and maybe you can Grab that uh, neti pot or insta pot. Neti pot. <laughs> Show us how to do the neti pot, Meathead. When you come, insta pot. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to talk to you quickly about Southside Market and barbecue while Meathead fetches the insta pot, and then we'll answer some Facebook questions. Attention, folks in the business of barbecue, not just consumers, but folks in the business. What can I tell you about Southside Market and Barbecue? Established in 1882, Southside Market Barbecue, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas, has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. They offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow smoked over real wood, that's post oak, shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S. from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu too. All meats are processed in the on-site USDA inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and, most importantly, authenticity. Wholesale options available, shipping nationwide via the FedEx, food service distribution via Cisco, US Foods, and Martin Foods. They're partnering with the biggest names in food distribution. So if you own a barbecue restaurant, or maybe you don't own a barbecue restaurant, but you want to get really great sausages and other barbecue products in your facility. This is the way to do it and do it fast. Co-packaging capable from R&D to package completion. They follow your recipe or they can help you develop something brand new for your facility. Private label opportunities also available. What does that mean? Well, let's say I wanted to make up a quick brand of beef sausage called Barbecue Central Show's Beef Sausage. I contact southsidemarket.com, put in a request, and say, hey, can you private label your brand of beef sausage, but put it under my name? I want to put it under my label, Barbecue Central Show Beef Sausage. That's private labeling. They do that, a lot of it. Again, here's what you want to do. Visit southsidemarket.com for more information. That's southsidemarket.com. Now, for anybody listening, not just businesses, 10% off if you want to use the promo code BBQ Central at checkout for all the online orders, that's 10% off any online order at SouthsideMarket.com with promo code BBQ Central. It's going to save you a bunch on shipping right off the bat. All right, we're back with more Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. Stick around, we'll be right back.
0: Ready to get on the air. 216 220 Now, let's get back to the LeBron
2: James and Barbecue Talk Craig Rampy. Alright, welcome back This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source For quality wood pellets For all your pellet-driven cookers Visit CookinPellets.com for more information Or to purchase You can also, if you want, purchase from Amazon.com as well that's cookingpellets.com. Great new flavors, too, uh, Chris Becker and the gang out there. So make sure you check them out and download their free app. All right, Meathead, you got this Instapot? Yeah. Let's see it.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry my my high-def camera is not working. It looks like a rice uh, this cooker. Is, this is what she looks like. Yeah, looks like a rice uh, cooker. I think, you know, honest to God, I don't remember the exact price. I think I paid 149 bucks for it on Amazon. All right. It just arrived today. All right, so you got a digital panel here, and there's nice. some... You know, touch-sensitive buttons and dials and knobs. And it's a pressure cooker also, so it's got a locking lid that's, you know, pretty easy to operate. Yep. Again, I just got it today. I've never cooked with it. I don't know darn thing about it. Um, it's got a uh, stainless steel pot that goes in there, and I guess that's where the, the food goes. And uh, it's become all the rage. I mean, uh, you know, 150 bucks. I think it's made in Canada. Um, and they're... Uh, i'll try to know more about it next time we're on but uh a lot of people are cooking with it and uh, i know that websites like serious eats one of my favorite websites has got recipes for it melissa clark who is um not melissa cookston melissa clark at the new york times she's you know one of my idols uh she's just a really creative great cook and um uh, she uh has a cookbook on how to use this thing. So I'm looking forward to experimenting with it. Not a whole lot because summer is coming. Right. And if I think, I, I, think hope. I hope it's coming. And, you know, I'm going to get outside. Plus, we're working on a new um, cookbook and uh, I've got uh, about 150 recipes to create and test and, uh, photograph and uh i've been writing away on that so i'm psyched for all that youtube uh, but uh, uh, I, I noticed i gotta i got just gotta jump in here yep. um i'm not gonna name any names please. but I, I got the uh, no Facebook names please all right on my other screen here and yeah. there's somebody in there going gas grills boo come on now people Get get oh. gas grills charcoal grills they all have a purpose you know you have, have an a, oven have indoors gas. don't you yeah. do you cook only outside on your charcoal grill no. do you say indoor oven boo gas grill is handy dandy and there are some things that it does better than charcoal yeah and i like it and on a tuesday night when i'm in a hurry and i want to whoop up some chicken breasts in a hurry or some fish i throw my grill grates down there and crank up the gas grill throw some pellets or sawdust and I'm eating in 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's just great, uh, handy-dandy, and I can make flavor on a gas grill um, and with fire and smoke. And uh, uh, well, all I care about is what the quality on the table is, not how it gets there. And that means if there's a good way to do it with this goofy thing, it ain't barbecue, but... Google says it's barbecue, sons yeah. of bitches.
2: That's right. Um, I, by the way, I own a gas grill. I'm very happy with it. And I cook steak with my gas grill. How about that?
1: Oh, 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 now that I draw the line. Guess
2: what? It's really good, by the way. Just ask everybody that eats at my house. It's absolutely fantastic.
1: Really, you know, I'm being a snob now, too. 80% of the gas of the barbecue, excuse me, steak, shop, steak houses cook on gas. Yeah, right. They all have these giant broilers. It's the temperature that matters. I mean, you you cook a steak; it cooks fast. There's no time for the charcoal to give it flavor. And if you're doing charcoal right, it doesn't make flavor. The wood charcoal is for heat; wood is for flavor. Yeah. So. All right. Um, Hold but, on. You know, all my favorite steakhouses cook on gas. All
2: right, let's do this. You just read. You just dovetailed nicely into uh, a Facebook question. Oh. This is from Steve, whose last name that I'm not going to pronounce because I'll kill it. Let's let's say Kwasaborski. But Steve, I apologize. I'm sure I just ruined that last name. But Steve K says, I worded this poorly last month. You will remember this question from last month, Meathead, because you were talking about how you were pulling out hammers and nails and... Dog's feet out of uh, lump charcoal bags. You know, you remember that? So uh, (laughs) he said, I worded this poorly last month. Will Meathead provide recommendations for brands of charcoal, lump, briquette otherwise, and pellets like he does with cookers? We know Uh he prefers briquettes, but would AmazingRibs.com be expanded to include quantitative analysis on different brands of barbecue fuel sources at some point?
1: No. Oh. And I'll tell you why. There's a guy doing it out there already and Naked he's doing whiz. it great. Naked Wiz.
2: Yep, and Naked
1: Wiz. He's doing it great and there's no sense reinventing the wheel and competing with him. My only objection to him is is he's totally devoted to um, lump charcoal. Yeah. And um, I prefer briquettes and we've talked about this before so I won't dwell on it. Good. But I'll make my best arguments in a hurry. Yep. Cooking is all about temperature control. All about control. I'm a control freak. I own a business. I want control over people. I want control over my website. I want control over Google. I want control. And particularly when I'm cooking. And briquettes, each little pillow is a quantity of heat. And Two of them produce twice as much heat as one. 40 of them produce 40 times as much as heat. And a Weber chimney holds 80 of them. Half a chimney is 40. I can control the amount of heat that I start my fire with by how many briquettes I have in there. When I cook with lump, I have every which shape known to man. I don't know the source of the wood. And if it's carbonized all the way through which briquettes always are, then it will burn clean. But if it's a big thick chunk, sometimes in the center, it's still wood, it's not char. And if it's still wood, it produces smoke. And I don't know what kind of smoke. I don't know whether it's pine or alder or what. And so I'd like to be able to control the wood. So, I and 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 if you cook with lump, you know it spits and sputters and pops and it makes more smoke than charcoal. Charcoal is for heat, wood is for flavor. I cook with charcoal briquettes so I can control the quantity of heat. I wait till they're ashed over so they're not producing much smoke and I get all my smoke and flavor from wood. And I just think there's a lot of people who are attracted to lump. Because it looks and feels natural. Mm-hmm. And we all want natural in this world. We want natural foods. Well, I got news for you. Dog poop is natural. Arsenic is natural. If you got to have natural, <laughs> go have a bowl of dog poop for crying out loud. I want control.
2: <laughs> Meathead, let me ask you this question because I saw it come up a couple different times over the course of our ask, getting questions from the centralites. I'm seeing it pop up here on the YouTube Insta chat. Is AmazingRibs.com supplemented fundage-wise by Kingsford any at all degree?
1: No. Um, we did um, a series of videos um, about five years ago yep. that um, uh, we uh, um, they, they, they did fund. Um, and we just used their product, and I show people how to use it. Uh, they haven't given us a penny since. And they don't underwrite us. They don't advertise. I don't believe they're advertising with us. I don't know who advertises. I don't pay any attention. All the ads come from outside sources. So they did underwrite the cost of a series of videos. Um, but uh, I cook with lump, and I, I mean with a briquette. And the only reason they did it is because they knew I was a briquette advocate. Yeah. Not I didn't become a briquette advocate, and then. Uh, or rather, uh, they gave us money and then I became a briquette. I had been advocating for briquettes for years and that's why they uh, uh, underwrote the video series.
2: All right. So, do, do you only recommend then Kingsford briquettes or do you like uh, Stubbs briquettes or like it doesn't matter?
1: It doesn't matter. Um, uh, Harry Sue, whom I know you talk to occasionally, yep. great competition cook out on the West Coast, he said it right. I buy whatever's on sale. That's it. Yeah, stuff comes on sale this spring. Uh, uh, Kingsford does come on sale. It's available everywhere. Um, I've been leaning towards the uh, um, uh, some of their newer briquettes, but you know, people seem to get the heebie jeebies about the fact that there's cornstarch in them to to bind uh, you know, it's made the briquettes are made from sawdust. Um, to bind it together, they use cornstarch for I don't know how cornstarch is Pretty benign stuff, you know? Uh, there's a few other additives in there, and I don't think any of them is in the least bit unhealthy or dangerous. If we're worried about health, we probably shouldn't be using smoke at all because I'm here to tell you someday in our future, probably sooner than we want, somebody's going to come out with a report that says smoked meats are dangerous. So, you know.
2: Do you have inside information on that, meathead?
1: No, 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 no. Just, uh, Everything's dangerous.
2: Yeah, of course. So, let me ask you this follow-up question to the Naked Wiz: Would you buy the Naked Wiz to get their cavalcade of archives into the AmazingRibs dot com
1: stockade?
2: Well, is that a business potential opportunity? I don't you ever know thought if he's about that
1: for sale? I've never broached the site. So I've never met the man. Is I he just, did, you know, I've looked at the site. Is he making any money? I don't know. I I have no idea uh, since he is focused on primarily lump and since i'm not a lump user Uh and oh there's another reason is as we have on the website i often find a lot of dust in the lump bag which is relatively unusable and we and readers send me pictures of other stuff they find in there like computer cables um um, chunks of plastic pipe and stuff so not sure about the quality control at a lot of these factories but in any case I mean, if he wanted to throw in together, boy, that'd be cool. Yeah. I'd love to look into it.
2: Next question from Robbie Murray. I recently went from a WSM to a reverse flow by Built Right. I'm not familiar with that brand, by the way. Using just sticks, I noticed that my bark is not as dark or heavy as what I had gotten on my WSM with charcoal. Mm. Am I getting too clean of a burn or too much draft flow, or does charcoal just put off more, which attracts to the outside? or which attaches to the outside.
1: Well, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Bark is dependent on a number of things. Humidity is a major one, um, and what's in the rub is a major one. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, bark is jerky. Um, It's dried meat, and it's dried meat with meat juices mixed with your rub. Um, One of the reasons why uh, uh, a lot of rubs have sugar is it does help, create a a a stiffer bark but if you think of the bark as jerky you're drying out the meat so your bark maybe i mean i don't know if you're basting or mopping or spritzing but that's going to have an effect on your bark um and if you're wrapping in foil or um, uh, butcher paper that's going to have an effect on your bark so i don't know for sure how he's cooking um but um, my gut instinct is is if you're mopping, basting or spritzing, cut back on it, or at least for the last hour of the cook to give the ch- bark a chance to dry up. If you're wrapping in foil, pull the meat out of the foil and put it back on for the last hour so it can dry out a bit. Um, uh, Airflow is a factor. Um, if you've got the exhaust vent, the chimney sealed up tight, Um, air isn't flowing through there as much. And if you have that open air will exhaust, you'll get all, I mean, if, if you've got really good ventilation air, there's a lot of air moves through a stick burner. A lot. Oh, you've got a, Lang, you've got a stick burner. I've never measured it, but there's a lot of air. I mean, it's like an engine. Oh yeah. And, and it'll blow right through there and, 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 and that'll dry out the surface and that'll create bark. So, uh, you got to experiment um, and also take a look at your rub and see if you've changed your rub any
2: Meathead are you going to Minneapolis this weekend? yeah, how'd you know? Because a guy that eats tiger meat sandwiches, Ron Storbush is going to meet you. <laughs> he's very excited
1: yeah i'm uh I've been honored to be invited to the um, University of Minnesota. The meat Science Lab has a barbecue and meat. Um, seminar for the Minnesota Barbecue Society. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm uh, one of the speakers, and uh, I'm really psyched. and i'm lo- I'm looking forward to touring the uh, uh, the lab and meeting the scientists and meeting the uh, the barbecuers from Minnesota. I'm leaving Friday uh, and uh, I'm doing my presentation Saturday. And unfortunately, I got to come back Sunday. I'd love. I was originally planning on spending Sunday in the library, but um, I've got some other obligations, so I got to come back. I'm psyched for it. Um, I've never been on the campus, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. All
2: right. So look for Ron Strobush. He's very excited yeah. to meet you. Also, uh, Ryan Vermes, who is also asking that if you will be bringing any copies of your books while you're up there.
1: I'll probably just bring one or two. Um, you know, schlepping books and selling, but I come to educate, I really don't want to be a a bookstore. It just seems a little demeaning to be sitting there selling books. Um, it's on Amazon. It's, um, in all the bookstores. If you've got a book and you want me to sign it, I would be honored, Yes. but I'm probably just going to bring a copy or two to wave around and give it a plug, but I'm not going to be selling books. Uh, uh, it just not my style, but, um, yeah. Introduce yourself. Tell me you're a Rempy fan. Uh, uh, it'd, be, it'd be great to shake your hand and say hello.
2: Meathead, very quickly, Steve Ray, my embedded correspondent from Tennessee, is asking one cooker slash smoker rest of your life, which one would it be? Wow. The Sophie's <laughs> choice of barbecue and grilling, folks.
1: Well, I mean, all right, let's think aloud here. I have to have something that can get really high temp and grill as well as smoke gee, you know, it could easily be a high-end Weber kettle with a slow and sear. Well, why not the Weber Charcoal Summit? You know, that would be a good choice. Yeah. Good thinking.
2: Great size. Can grill. Can do low and slow.
1: That could be a real good choice. Yeah, Yeah, that that would be a real good choice. I mean, the, the difference is, Baseline Weber kettle, hundred bucks. Slow and sear, ninety bucks. Um, miscellaneous, you know, another hundred bucks, and you're up and running for three hundred. Get a top end kettle for three, four. You know, you're you're in cheap. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the 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 Weber Summit kettle charcoal grill is around 1500 to start like
2: yeah 15 to start and with the card yeah. you're towards two great that's
1: a nice choice that's a yeah. nice machine i'm sorry i didn't think of that i the reason i didn't think of it is i don't have one max yes. won't let me have it well
2: that's why <laughs> that's why we yeah, I, don't I, I, like max playing. that's right that's hey
1: that's meathead sporting.
2: You can find Meathead right here on this show the second Tuesday of every month. In the meantime, you find them at AmazingRibs.com. And don't click off because there's not a lot of crockpot barbecue right now. (laughs) Stay on that website as long as you possibly can. Meathead, we'll check you next month.
1: Always a pleasure to talk to you in the Centralites. And uh, glad to be yielding the Florida Butcher Barbecue.
2: There you go. Good luck in Minnesota. There he is. Meathead. From Ridge, All guests appear
0: via the Traeger Grills hotline. Right. Mm-mm-mm.
2: Yummy. If you're going to be up there in Minnesota, check out Meathead, as he said. Tell him the Barbecue Central show sent you. Tell him that his segments are just the cat's meow. Sorry, Ryan. He's not horking books. He said he kind of feels sleazy about that. So. Here's what I would suggest, Ryan. Go out during the course of this week and buy the book. Bring it with you and he'll sign it. And then send it to me and then I'll countersign it and send it back to you. I, he will value that book. I will devalue that book when I sign it. Jason Kinger saying he would take the 26-inch Weber kettle beyond all others. All right, I'm going to talk to you quickly about Cook Shack, make, makers of smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in the backyard, on the competition circuit, or in a five star dining facility. Cook Shack has a unit that will do the job and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks. It's the perfect one stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how to videos, two blogs, smoking and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com. Or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion. That being Ed Fast Eddie Morn. The FEC 100 and PG 1000, always customer favorites. PG 1000 can double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow, hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money cook shack residential electric smokers the number one smoker in the industry high quality means high durability and versatility anything you can cook in your oven you can make in a cook shack passion and dedication drives cook shack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront get the best in barbecue since 1962 call 800-423-0698 that's 800-423-0698 or visit CookShack.com. we're back to wrap the first hour right after this stick around be right back
0: Big-name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show.
2: Thanks again to Meathead from AmazingRibs.com for joining me. The last two segments... Would love to get your reaction on if you could only take one. What grill or smoker would it be? Oh. My initial reaction was to say some type of ceramic. So I guess the scenario does have to continually be redefined. Does that mean that I have to take it with me wherever I go? Or is this just one and I get to stay in my house? If that's the case, I would get that incredibly large, double, extra large, big green egg, whatever the biggest big green egg they have is. Or I would go high-level Weber Charcoal Summit because it can do both. See, that's where the argument is going to ensue. Big green egg or ceramic cookers in general give you the two-cooker flexibility. All of them can go low and slow really well. All of them can go high heat really well. Weber Kettle or the Weber Summit Charcoal was billed correctly or incorrectly as a ceramic cooker killer. Or that's the market it was going to contend with, which I still think is probably not the correct assumption. But you have that too. A little bit less in weight, easier to transport great cooking capacity a lot of extras so go ahead and rage on with that debate we step away and reload for the second hour you're listening and watching the barbecue central show right here on the barbecue central network stick around be right back
0: hello this is jenny bell from clarington ohio and i'm listening to barbecue central